These same people that are covering their mouth up all the time, you know, like there's lip readers. You know, America's always been this huge bastion of rip, uh, lip readers. But I spent a week in jail to get rid of my student loans. I would have spent three months in jail to get rid of my student loans, and I would have done it happily. Children are raised, raised to read lips. So that's why it's so necessary for coaches to constantly take their game plan or their script and cover up their mouth. Eventually, before it was all said and done, I'd be leaving, I'd be leaving, leading prison calisthenics and stuff like that. And what they ought to do is just give these guys mouth covers. I ought to invent this. Going to the best shank builder and get a good shank, you know, for if I needed anything like that. But instead of like a Zorro mask that covers your eyes, we're going to just have one that covers the mouth, you see. And we could sell it to football coaches everywhere. Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John DeBari, and back in the cross from me, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker. And as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. We we are a duo once again. Uh, Walk is back from his exciting life so outside of fantasy football. Yeah. So week 13, bye week hell in the books. No more buys. That bullshit is finally behind us. But I think we sustained enough injuries to feel like you got some buys coming up. So, Walk, how are you? Welcome back. And where do you want to start? Yeah, John, I, was, uh, I, I, I missed this, you know, even though you did a, an amazing job without me. I started questioning my viability, you know, to this <laughs> podcast. Wonder if you're just going to move on without me. Um, but no, I missed, missed talking shop here. It was a was an interesting week last week for fantasy football and for for me personally down in Florida. You know, got to catch the Bucks game live. Saw the saw the the pirate ship and got to hear it fired. I didn't get to hear it fired off because, as I told you before, uh, we went live. I actually left before the the epic Brady comeback um, because my buddy I was there with, who's a Bucks fan, had had enough. And he said, "I've seen this story <laughs> enough this year. Let's get out of here." We got things to do in the morning. So I did not get to see Rashad White win the game for them. But you know, that was a good part of the trip. Good deep sea fishing trip. And then a whole bunch of work thereafter with a little bit of golf sprinkled in. I mean, I was down in Florida after, you know, after all. So it was a long trip. You know, stumbled into the house bright and early Monday morning to get the roof redone on my house, which I was telling you. So it's just been nonstop. You know, this is really the first day of normalcy in like the last 10 for me and and I get to chop it up with you again. So happy to be back. Happy to talk just in time. Playoff football right now. You know, and then we were again before we were alive, the unbelievable rash of injuries that occurred last week. Um so this is a gonna be an interesting one today, buddy. Yeah, so I mean I guess we'll kind of start with the two most recent ones that we don't know a bunch about. Looks like uh Ramondre Stevenson got banged up last night, and Kyler Murray uh, appears to have something significant going on. MRI scheduled for later today, so we'll see how that plays out. But those are <laughs> – obviously, if you had Kyler Murray, you're playing him every week, super flex or not. And then Stevenson's kind of emerged as one of the better running backs this season, and now he's gone. So scrambling for fucking Pierre Strong or whoever you think might be the next guy there, but – I, yeah. I don't – I mean, we'll probably talk about our waivers a little more, but I don't trust anybody there. Typical Patriots nonsense. Well, I mean, it hasn't been typical Patriots nonsense with Ramondre because he's been getting all the work Correct. with Kevin with uh, Damian Harris out, and that's what's been you know beautiful about Ramondre. But, yeah, you know, what I'm seeing here, it's early, but, you know, 
potential high ankle sprain, but his foot wasn't planted. Um, one of the Twitter ducks, uh, Edwin Poros, saying that you know his foot wasn't planted, so it can reduce the severity. Could be a zero to one game type thing. So he did walk off under his own power, but you know if you've been riding Ramondre, you might you know need need a back this week. I wouldn't be expecting him. And then all the early reports on Kyler is ACL. I mean, I saw a slow motion of that, and it looked like something popped. <laughs> yeah, like actually saw it when you freeze framed it. So and it was a non-contact. So you got to assume Kyler is done for this year and you know, most of start. most of if not all of next year. Got a question, um, you know, his availability going into next year after signing that big contract, you know, it was already ugly in uh, Arizona and it's only gotten worse. So yeah, two big ones from last night and then a litany from Sunday. So here's a question. Whenever he comes back, uh, who's his coach? Well, well, listen, it's not going to be old awesome house Kingsbury. That's for he's sure. Done for you know. sure. Uh, I mean, he might get the pass because of this Kyler thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with it. I think it's time to move on personally. Um, but then it turns into who wants the job. You know, I I do believe there's a lot of this. Well, why not let them just bleed it out for one more year? And then, you know, when we're really ready to reset, get the new coach when the job's a little more appealing. So maybe he's back. Um, but far be it from me to tell millionaires how to deal with other millionaires. Speaking of coaches, totally off topic here. Did you see that Mike Leach died? I did. I did. I like Mike Leach. Was, Me too. Uh, from not knowing him personally or really following the college <laughs> game at all, I knew who Mike Leach was. He was just <laughs> yeah. an entertaining personality. Air raid offense was exciting uh, to see. Um, he, he, I fell in love with Kylan Hill because of Mike Leach. So, um, yeah, it's uh, the, the, the Packers did not. No, no. <laughs> Apparently, no one else has after after that. Correct. You know, so, what can you do? But yeah, tough loss for for Texas college football and for Mike Leach's family. It sucks, man. Yeah, heart condition, man. Yeah, the best best interviewer in college football for sure. He's, uh, he's uh, it'd be hard to argue. Yeah. I mean, consistently, there's always somebody that <laughs> will have a good one here and there. But yeah, any any interview with that guy was a must see. But he was he was must see TV, yeah. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Speaking of injuries, yeah, let's keep going through this. I mean, we had Lamar Jackson who who was already out. Tyler Huntley came in, he got a concussion. It seems like everybody with concussion now is missing an additional game minimum. So if he's out, who knows? Anthony Brown came in and uh, filled in. I know they signed somebody. Uh, What's his name? Brent Huntley. Well, they I believe well, they didn't sound your guy. They, they didn't sign your guy, Josh Johnson, because Thank he's you. already he's Locked already up. mopping it up elsewhere in San Fran. Yeah. <laughs> so another another quarterback we lost, and then uh, I, I guess we'll just keep going quarterbacks at this point. Mike White got smashed. <laughs> got oh, all of his got, all of his table that was unreal. <laughs> How he got hit. I mean, he literally like almost touched his own toes. <laughs> he got yeah. hit so pure. Smoked. So and that was like the second body shot he took that game. Yes. He, but he, that was taking one earlier. Then he got another yeah. one later. I mean, that dude's a trooper, but the, if, if ever I saw broken ribs in my life, that that's broken ribs. Conservatively. <laughs> I mean, there's so, there's no two ways around that. We had we had Russ Wilson getting an old dose of the old pudding head. Also, he got smushed head first in the ground, and he uh, 
he wasn't moving quite right for a while. We'll see if he ends up missing another week. And Kenny Pickett, also another concussion. So what's that, five quarterbacks this week? Woo. Welcome to the fantasy playoffs, people. Yeah. Oh, I'm not making any light of this. I did not see the Russell Wilson hit at the time, and I'm watching it live now. And, yeah, he's his face, He's he's got that 1,000-mile stare going on. Yeah. Uh, on, on that one, um, I'll tell you what. Last night, I for the little bit I watched of that game too. Uh, uh, Devonte Parker, he got concussed too, and oh my goodness, he actually made it to the next snap. They never got the snap off, but he was lined up and he was like visibly like wobbling on the field. It was it was <laughs> a scary thing that he almost made it to another snap. Now, and you know where where are these evaluators in the stands? Because that dude, the second he got up, I go. Uh, he's concussed. Yeah, the the naked eye observer watching on my cell phone in bed saw it. Yeah, and these highly paid physicians almost let him take another shot. But yeah, that Russ I'm one, he, he, ain't, he ain't playing this I'm, week. I'm going. I'm going old school. Rub some dirt on it. Get don't miss a play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get out get there. Back out, get back out there, kid. Yeah. All right. But, but wow. yeah, that that's a litany of quarterbacks. <laughs> it was one week. It is a lot, and like you were talking before we went live of you know going into these super flex playoffs. I mean, goodness gracious! I mean, we didn't even talk about uh, Mitchell Trubisky being out there. I mean, he threw a boatload of picks, but you know he might be the best of the bunch coming up. You know, with, with the town available, you know he, he might be out there. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's the dark days of, of super flex leagues here when quarterbacks are dropping like flies so yeah that and then you know we start adding on to it the cincinnati Bengals lost two receivers tyler boyd dislocated his finger and t higgins hurt his hamstring which was a pre-existing injury you want to talk about that bullshit that they did again uh, got That's me a twice couple, this year cincinnati's yep. done it got me in a couple leagues mike boone sorry suffered an ankle injury to the same ankle he's done might have got a little bit of burn there. Damian Pierce injured his ankle and did not return to the game. He looked fine on the sideline, but didn't get back into that way too close loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Tyreek Hill left with an ankle injury, but returned in the second half. Jeff Wilson picked up a hip and was ruled out at halftime. He wasn't really, you know, it looked like uh, Raheem Mostert kind of taken back that backfield yeah. anyway, unfortunately. Um, Daniel Bellinger returned and then took a. Oh. Shot in ribs, rolled out against the Eagles. You already mentioned Mike White as I'm just ripping down here. Corey Davis says head out for the game. I guess he got concussed too. I did not see that one live. <laughs> it's funny you wrote head or said head like you did. That's I have a giant question mark on my paper. Anybody else yeah. gets concussion? His is yeah, his, yeah, it says it says head. So you know, uh hopefully he's still attached to his body would be my uh my concern at that point. It's Debo Samuel. Ideal. Uh, supposed to suffer a high ankle sprain. It looked like he broke his leg on that play. I mean, it didn't look like any two ways around it. It looked like best case scenario, he broke his leg or tore all his ligaments. And now it's looking like a probably a severe high ankle the way he was rolled up on as Kyle Shanahan just keeps slamming these guys up the middle. Uh, yeah, it just don't, I just don't get his, uh, his perspective. And then uh, Dontrell Hilliard neck injury was carted to the locker room. And that's only valuable because, you know, these Derrick Henry owners, you know, might want a handcuff going into the playoffs. Well, looks like it's going to be your boy, Hassan Haskins, if that's what it comes well, down Haskins to. Haskins is fucking hurt, too. He's been hurt. Ah, racist. So, so we're going Julius Chestnut for the win? 
That's that what right. I have written down here. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, those are all the injuries that offensive injuries that I saw that you didn't reference with those litany of quarterbacks. So anyone else I omitted of value? Yeah. Uh, Slightly just because of another injury. Cortland Sutton was hurt. Judy came back, but hasn't. Monster. They said he's still slightly hobbled. And then Kendall Hinton kind of has emerged the last couple of weeks while they've been short with those other two guys getting banged up. He got a hammy. So the cupboard is bare. So even if you get Brett Rippon, you probably don't have Sutton or Hinton. You have Brett Rippon peppering Jerry Judy next week, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. And uh, Greg Dulcich. Yeah. My, my apologies to Kendall Hilton. Kendall Hinton. It does show Dave Strig here. Did not believe it was valuable enough to reference. So, but it is. Yeah. Because a good Cause he was back, out, a he backup was, quarterback I, you're picking up to start I this league. He targeted Sutton last week. You should know that stuff. That's your side of the division. Yeah. Should have. You pretty, pretty much. I said it. I said it in last time. week's, uh, <laughs> the week you were absent. Yeah. Listen, he's, he's, Fantasy viable, especially without Sutton there. They don't really have a lot else. They're down to like their fifth running back, you know, the rookie tight end. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be viable, but let's see how viable he is. Let's uh, turn the page on those injuries. We've got to move forward, you know, so let's dive into these uh, the week 14 recap and uh, let's get these people some uh, waiver wire ads to, to keep advancing in the playoffs. And, John, I don't know if you saw, I am still alive in the Scott Fishbowl. And I wanted oh, to did it come it. out today? Uh, yes. Yeah. Am I, so did I make it? Now, did I make it? Uh, you, did, you did not, John. Fuck. You, you I, I bet it was close, there. wasn't it? Uh, I don't you see if you search for your name, it only comes up if you're still on the list. So I don't know where you oh. fell. You could probably go back to the week prior and look. But yeah, so as of right now, it would go from 500, from 1,000 to 500 this week. So I would be on the outside looking in because I didn't have a great week. I scored 132 points with a combined 7.4 points from Tua, uh, T. Higgins, DJ Moore, and uh, Jamal Williams. So if any of them literally did anything of significance, I probably would have exceeded my weekly average again. 7.4 from those four guys. So I, I pretty much hit the nuts other than that with my Christian McCaffrey and I forget who else pretty much carried me through um to the next week but if i don't show up this week i will be out so yeah i had a bad i had a bad week <laughs> we were we were we ride on i'm picking up all the kickers like you did i, I, <laughs> I, had, tua, I had tua devin duvernay and foster moreau combine for 2.6 points <laughs> yeah listen I'm, I'm i'm i wasn't far far behind you on that one like i said i had my tua I got 1.1 points from uh, DJ Moore and zero from T Higgins. So I got 3.7 points from them three, which was the exact same amount that Jamal Williams scored for me. So that's how I got to 7.4. So if it wasn't for my 22 from Daniel Jones, my 22 from Pollard, my 30.8 from CMC, my 14.7 from Hawken, and my 14.9 from the money badger, Mike Badgley, I would have been I would have been out as well. While I'm staring at almost 30 points from Russell Wilson on my bench, which was, was strange. And now I can't even start him this week. Damn it. <laughs> well, maybe what I actually would have rat him out there. Oh, I, I have to stick with my Daniel Jones to a stack. So, um, 
yeah, we'll we'll ride on. One more update coming on uh, the Fantasy 40s Scott Fishbowl dreams, but maybe maybe more. My first time in the playoffs. Yeah, my 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 first run in the playoffs, and I'm I'm still still punching. So yeah, exciting! It is exciting. All right. I, I did. I'm not gonna lie. I paid Scott Fishbowl as far as waivers. No mine this year. I started off like I always do. I was like one in three <laughs> through like four weeks. Oh, I remember. I, yeah, you've talked about it I'm all just, year. Yeah, I just stopped. You know, I'm just like, all right, no, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna make ads. I'll let other people do it. You know, so I, I wasn't churning the roster. You know, I had Isaiah Spiller on my team for now. Like, look at you, you could have until, until like a month ago. <laughs> I could have been a contender. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I had a Zonovan White or you know one of these other guys, you know, who knows what could have happened. Lesson, lesson learned for the future. Yeah. All right, yeah. pay attention. Heading to the AFC North. J.K. Dobbins back from injury. Uh, first time he came back, didn't Stud. use him very much. This time he came back, they used him. Forty-three percent snap share uh, to Gus Edwards, thirty-four. Kenyon Drake, a distant third at eighteen uh, percent. Maybe they were forced into it because of the injury to Huntley, but who knows? Anthony Brown got in there at quarterback. No thanks. Devin Duvernay did fucking nothing. Fifty-seven percent snap share, no catches. Uh, Robinson led the way for them. 61% snap share, led him in receptions and yardage. Doesn't really mean anything because Mark they Andrews didn't have their quarterback. Me. Mark Andrews killing me. Yeah. Killing bit, me. Bit, bit of a disappointment. Hasn't scored in a month and a half. And that was his last oh, big I, game. The Giants, 7 for 106 on a touchdown. Since then, he has not exceeded, um, quick math, 12.3 fantasy points in a week. Oh, it's been rough. Single digits the last three weeks in fantasy. Oh, I've, I've got another tight end to trash before we get out of here today. It but hurts. It hurts. Moving to Cincinnati, the Bengals. Uh, Joe Mixon returns from injury, fifty-eight percent snap share. Worth noting, it was his lowest of the year for a game where he didn't get injured during the game. So they're bringing him back. You know, a little slowly in game one. It's hard to trust anybody when their first game is back. So he, he was still serviceable. P. Ryan got forty-three percent. Wide receiver, you mentioned the injuries to uh, Boyd and Higgins. Jamar Chase, 94% snap share. Trenton Irwin, my guy, 84%. And then Trent Taylor emerges as the new wide receiver three there, 78%. I, Boyd, I think, has a broken or dislocated finger, so. Yeah, dislocated. Kind of important. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're going to reset it and tape it. He'll be playing, yeah, would be my be assumption. Yeah, and then no. Higgins, I don't Higgins trust all. him. No, 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 no. Every injury with that guy has been a lingering thing that the team lies about the whole time. I wouldn't play him at all for fantasy playoffs. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah and you know he's he's now back to I need to see the good game. Correct. I got I got to say it. You yeah, know, to to trust him again. I I, I have to miss it. You know. Oh, it's you not can't, this is yeah. This this is the witching hours, man. You you can't take that zero again. He didn't knock you out last week. You can't let him do it to you this week. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 100% snap share. He's kind of coming on a, a bit this season. Uh, Amari Cooper's there one, but the last couple of games, he's uh, outsnapped him 132 to 103. So Peoples-Jones doesn't come off the field. Cooper does take a break. David Bell, 68% this week. Didn't do much with it, but he's there three. And then at tight end, Njoku, 96%, which is highest of the year, coming off a week where he didn't play. When he's missed time before, they've kind of brought him along slow. So to see him come back and come right out with 96% being the main tight end 
you know, on the field was pretty surprising for me, but that's a good sign going forward. It means they think he's healthy and ready to go. And Pittsburgh. Oh, can we, before we move on, can we talk about oh, Nick Chubb real quick? What did I miss? That, what did you miss? The fact that yeah, he's he's been castrated by Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. 31 carries last two weeks for 114 yards. The week before he returned against Tampa, he had 26 for 116 and a touchdown. He's He literally outproduced his last two games rushing stat line against a reasonably formidable Tampa Bay defense with Jacoby Brissett. Dude, Sean Watson is killing uh, a lot. Chubb. And he's actually getting – he's actually seeing targets. I mean, Chubb caught all three of his passes for 20 yards this, this past game, but crap, they just can't – the run game is gone. I – Gone. Have a s- sneaky feeling that the people that got everyone into the playoffs this year are the reason you're not going to advance. I mean, we you know we just talked about T. Higgins. You're talking about how they're using Chubb now. You know, going back to even Baltimore, where where people you could plug Duvernay in early in the year and be really happy with him as your two or three. Now. No. So you're really, if you're just used to plugging the same guys in every week and not really studying matchups and, and what injuries are on their team, you know, and their supporting cast. Yeah. I think you're looking at a real early exit, even with good players that got you there. John, this is real life. I have a league where in my home league, where my running backs are Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, JK Dobbins, and Tony Pollard. I don't know that I can start Nick Chubb this week. Like where it's two running backs and one flex spot I, I in, in a PPR. They got Saturday night, they're home against the Ravens in a low projected game, 37 and a half points. I have to start Pollard. Pollard's, Pollard's in. Pollard plays. He's, he's getting targets. Yes. Dobbins is, I mean, against the Browns. <laughs> he's, he's probably the preferred running back in that game. If and then he's hurt, yeah. Yeah, and then and then mixing, especially with those. If any of those receivers are out, I got to start mixing. So I might be sitting Nick Chubb in the first round of the playoffs. Look, it makes sense. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but he has he's hurt me more than helped me the last since the Sean Watson's come back. Yeah. So moving down to Pittsburgh, uh, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, fifty six forty split. So kind of forty sixty. Warren seems to be. Back where he was before he got hurt, eating eating just enough to keep Harris from having any value at all. Deontay Johnson still ninety five percent snap share. Pickens again only seventy six. He's really having a hard time getting above that. And for the first part of the year, I just thought that was a effect of having Claypool in the lineup and just having that veteran wide receiver. And I thought once they got rid of him, it was going to be all Pickens, but they're not. They're just chopping that up. Stephen Sims at forty nine percent and Gunnar Olszewski. 36%. So I don't I don't see why some of those guys aren't coming off the field and getting Pickens out there more. I mean, Pickens didn't do a ton with Trubisky. He kind of popped when Pickett was in there. So I'm downgrading him. I've started him in a few leagues a couple weeks in a row now, and that is the end of the Pickens experience for me. Like you said, I can't, I can't take this fucking two-target no-catch <laughs> in the playoffs. It's going to kill me. How about 113 targets on a year for your boy Deontay Johnson with the big old goose egg in the TD category? I said like a month and a half ago, I said, he ain't, he ain't said it, forget it anymore. 
mean, this is one of his better games with 14.2 PPR points, and it took Trubisky get back in there. So, yeah, I, the only pass catcher I'm really trusting is Fryermuth, and it's because of the tight end position. Yeah, but that that concludes my North on a whimper. All right. Well, we'll we'll get through the the NFC pretty quickly because both the Packers and the Bears were on by last week, so we only have two teams to talk about, and they played each other. So this should be pretty straightforward. The Vikings beat, or sorry, the Lions beat the Vikings because of course they did. It was the most curious line I've ever seen when the Lions were favored in that game. I'm like, it's telling us something here. And look, the Lions came out and did it. You know, to get the six and seven into the playoff hunt, Vikings fell to ten and three because they're just perennial egg layers um but i'll tell you what kirk cousins two games versus the vikings this year is thrown for 685 yards and four touchdowns a lot of those yards came in the second one where he cracked 400 but still averaging 342 and a half yards and two touchdowns per game against the vikings now what did that look for justin jefferson in those two weeks well in week three justin jefferson had three catches for 14 yards and then in week 14 he had 11 catches for 223 yards should have had a touchdown. He got called out on, I don't know how deep the pass was or would have been, it had probably another 30 yards and a touchdown. But once they blew it dead, they can't review it. He did not step out. He should have had like a 250-yard, one touchdown stat line on the game. But no one's <laughs> going to complain about 11 for 223. TJ Hoxton versus old team, eight targets, six catches, 77 yards. One of the most consistent tight ends in the game right now. I'm so happy he got traded to the Vikings because the Lions just hate tight end, clearly. And then lastly, for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, his last three weeks, rushing totals of 57 carries, 151 yards, and two touchdowns. That's 2.67 yards per carry, and it's looked it. He just looks like he's wearing down. And then he's only had seven catches for 30 yards over those three weeks as well. Just a sad end to the season for Dalvin Cook, and looks like Madison's got more juice than him right now. As far as those Lions, the Lions have scored 74 points over the last two weeks, are 2-0. and They're just throttling people offensively and it's been Jared Goff Jared Goff's last two weeks 670 passing yards and five touchdowns to zero interceptions so I'm glad you said his name I, I had a question for you today the the Lions are not drafting a quarterback are they they come out and said they're not drafting a quarterback oh I missed that but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, who knows what that means? I mean, if someone falls, so be it. But no, I think they, I think they double down on defense with their draft picks because they have the offense. They got the line. They have the receivers. You know, they still have Swift under contract. Maybe they re-signed Jamal Williams. I think his his is coming up or not. But yeah, I think their offense is going to look largely similar next year. Maybe they invest in the tight end a little bit because they need to. But I think Goff's getting at least another year. With this team, where I thought for sure he'd be done after this year, I moved yeah. a couple of shares of Goff and Superflex, so I thought this was the end of the road for him. So did I. He's, he's 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 proven me wrong. Um, one of those additions, Jameson Williams, one catch, forty-one yards, and a touchdown. Welcome to the NFL. That kid's going to be electric, especially inside <laughs> Ford Field once he gets up to speed. And then, as previously mentioned, the total the tight end position in Detroit is totally and completely irrelevant. People were reaching for Brock Wright or for. Uh, the other guy, James Mitchell, and the answer was neither. See, see, neither. Tight end doesn't matter in, in this offense. So that is my NFC North. Well, from from uh, your two by division to my only division with a buy, I'm going south. Uh, start with Tennessee. We mentioned the injury to uh, Hilliard at running back. Haskins, if he can come back from injury, he's kind of the backup to um, Jesus King Henry, Derrick Henry. However, if Haskins can't go, you mentioned his name earlier. 
Julius Chestnut season. I, I don't know what Love kind of name. workload we can expect from that guy, but is what it is. Oh, the, Tennessee's full of names. I, I meant to say that earlier. We said his name. I was like, oh, I got some other goofy names for you. So wide receiver with, with Traylon Burks out. Westbrook Akine, it's Woods. Chris Conley kind of emerged this week as the wide receiver three, 48% snap share. And then somebody with another cool name, Racy McGrath, 33% snap share. Combine, combine darling out of LSU, if I remember correctly. Four targets, didn't catch any of them. I don't know how what kind of quality they were. And then kind of a tight end, uh, a Conquo's kind of emerging tight end uh, du jour guy that people are kind of come catching up to now that we kind of liked in the preseason, but caught six, six targets, six receptions, 45 and a touchdown. And all of a sudden Austin Hooper's getting involved. He had five targets, five receptions for 68. <laughs> if they didn't use him to start the year, now that Okonkwo is doing something, why are they giving Hooper five targets? And, and significant snaps. I just don't. John, get you it, just so. you you answered the question because they're thrown to someone named Racy McMath. They just literally they have to go. They have to figure the tight end. And I was correct. Racy McMath, LSU, six two two eleven, big guy. I remember he was just dead blocked. He ran a four four four. Well, they adjust him four three nine pro day. You know, it was a ninety first percentile speed score for that big body guy. He was just totally blocked by all those other receivers. So. Maybe someone you want to put a little bit on? I don't know. A little dynasty bed? A little stash? Robert Woods is going to be gone. Maybe it's Burks and McMath next year. It's not the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. You yeah, can do a lot worse. League. Yeah, deep enough league, you have a worse guy in your team than, than that athlete that's now <laughs> garnering targets in Tennessee. Yeah. So Colts, they were on a buy. That was the buy team. Uh, Jacksonville. Looks like Trevor Lawrence is finally becoming the Trevor Lawrence people had wanted to see. It's all ATM out of the backfield, uh, the pecking order at wide receiver, Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram, however, a little explosion game. Not that this was expected, but I, I mentioned this earlier in the year where, you know, the, the Peterson offenses have been friendly for tight ends. So to see him finally have a huge game, but I mean, Talk about massive ceiling. 15 targets, 11 receptions for 162 and two. If you're in tight end premium, get one and a half for those receptions. If my maths are correct, that's 44 and a half points for your tight end. So good performance out of him. Good luck to you if you started him. And then closing out with the lowly awful Houston Texans. Uh, Mills was back as the starter. I saw Jeff Driscoll. Also yep. had 50% of snaps. Was he hurt? I couldn't find anything. No, they were running a two-quarterback offense on Sunday. They were bringing in Driscoll to run, like, you know, to add speed. He was sure. running, like, you know, RPO action stuff. Yeah, Driscoll was, was just that getting is, That is a burned. team that wa wants to lock up that number one pick. That's how you do it. Yeah. Ugh. Listen, Driscoll was the better fantasy option, too. He threw the touchdown and he rushed for 36 yards. So he, he actually is, outscored uh, Davis Mills in fantasy. He's better on the ground. That's for sure. There you sure. go, John. That's another guy you could probably pick up. I, I already <laughs> jotting his name down as Add we're Driscoll talking. To the, to the equation. Yeah. This is where but we're Brandon at. Cooks, Brandon Cooks missed another game. Uh, Philip Dorsett and Chris Moore were their leading receivers. A guy, you know, he's talking about goofy names that are popping up late in the year. Amari Rogers sighting, 55% snap share out of nowhere, picked up uh, after Green Bay let him go. 
Again, another guy on a team that doesn't have a ton of weapons should be getting a better quarterback next year. Could do a lot worse at the bottom of your roster, stashing Amari Rodgers and hoping he does something. We kind of liked him a bit coming out of Clemson, if I'm not mistaken. So he's a Clemson kid, yeah. Super, you know, better offense a year from now, better quarterback. You could do worse than stashing him and. If you got to cut them for one of your rookies, you, it's an easy cut to make also. So that's it for the AFC South. Yeah, listen, I watched the Cowboys game too. The bars I we you know, had a ticket. I was at the Eagles game on one to Dallas. On next, Rodgers didn't look bad. And then Chris Moore was just getting peppered with targets. He also like yeah. down the ball at like the one yard line. This dude was Chris Moore was on the field like all day. Like everything that happened for Houston. They've used them all year. Was Chris Moore driven? And he, he looked pretty good. Um, all things being considered. So from your south to my south, another two teams on by, the Falcons and the Saints. So nothing to talk about other than Desmond Ritter was officially named the starter for the Falcons. And I don't know if they've transacted this yet, but they said that Mariota was going to the IR with something. Yeah. I think that is completely phantom, you know, just so that there's no turning back. Uh, I don't think Mariota got hurt during his bye week and was done for the year. It's just time to turn the page. So it is Desmond Ritter season for this Falcon. So, boom, there's yet another guy, John, that you could add if he wasn't already rostered um, for, for those teams you're trying to compete against in Bosch's uh, Eliminator Leagues. You know, there's just, there's just keep coming. It's just keep on coming. So, only two teams played. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start with still the division leading six and seven Buccaneers. Um, that was ugly. Um, but they got absolutely pounded by the 49ers tom brady the last two weeks three touchdowns three interceptions uh just not good um their offense is totally broken um over that same span the running backs have accounted for 27 targets which is a 26 percent target span target share so it's all short quick and short you know it's look for godwin if not throw it to the running back um and last and least mike <laughs> evans is either that's not, that's not what you break your family up for <laughs> no no certainly not um Last part is Mike Evans is either toast, hurt, or mailing it in at this point. Um, just useless. I mean, not fantasy viable. And it's not because he's not getting target share. He's just, he he caught a deep touchdown and was on a hold, or I forget what the penalty was that brought it back. And that was it. After that didn't happen, it was like, all right, you guys are done. That was your chance <laughs> to, to do something offensively. And you can't even get it done. And then he just disappeared the rest of the game. I don't even know Mike Evans is startable uh, if you made it into the fantasy playoffs. Now, look, on another the, name on we – that's been the theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't trust this so big listen, name Mike, anymore. Listen, Mike Evans hasn't done shit in a, in a month at least. You know, so if you're in the playoffs, you know, God bless if you kept starting him because he's been he's been useless um, for the better part of this year. Um, I think that's what I said last week. I'm looking back at my notes. Last four games, he averaged four for forty six, and then whatever junk he put up this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been he's been disgusting. I mean, it's just you know, putting putting it mildly. I mean, he's he put up uh, he four for forty four, so right on right on pace. Fuck, you know, hasn't scored since a two touchdown outing in week three against Kansas City. He's only had one hundred yard game since then, so he's been useless. And he, he he just he's been bad. He hasn't been startable in the last month and a half. Um, now the Panthers two game winning streak under Sam Darnold. During that time, Sam Darnold has thrown for a combined two hundred and eighty four yards and two touchdowns. Combined, two game, two game winning streak. Just 
Yeah, defies the laws of gravity. <laughs> right during that same time, the running backs, as far as their carries are concerned, Dante Foreman has had 45 carries for 187 scoreless yards, reasonable, 4.2 yards per carry. Chuba Hubbard, 31 carries for 139 yards and a touchdown, 4.5 yards per carry. It's not just the, it's just not Dante Foreman show anymore. Chuba Hubbard's getting in there and eating, and uh, I don't know if Dante Foreman is the runaway favorite for 20 carries uh, anymore as they're working Hubbard back in there. Leading wide receiver for the Panthers this week, LaVisca Chenault. Four targets, oh, four catches, 31 yards. Someone else did score that. a touchdown, but Chenault had the most targets and the most yards uh, in their wide receiver core because they didn't throw the ball at all. They ran it and got turnovers from the Seattle Seahawks. So congrats to the Panthers for winning their way away from getting that game, you know, that, that franchise changing quarterback that they so desperately need. But you got to get, you got to start stacking those Sam Darnold wins when you can. So congratulations on poor decision making, Carolina. Well, they've got what's his name from. No, 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 they don't. They don't have anybody, do they? They have Matt waiting Corral. in the wing. I mean, who, who, yes, who that's what I was for? thinking of. I, I was yeah, gonna say yeah. Howell, but I got the wrong. Yeah. Uh, Corral, I, I mean, what? If that's who you're waiting for next year, yeah, rather than just bottoming out and trying to find your way into one of these potential I mean, franchise-changing quarterbacks, get him out there and see if he could do anything. I mean, oh, Corral's the- done for the year. He's got Liz Frank. He's they. Oh, he's they, done. Done. All right. Never mind. Him where he couldn't even come back. That so. is a wrap. Disregard yeah, my previous it. comment. It's probably why Baker even made it to Carolina, honestly. Yeah, that's because of Harris Corral. Well, I think actually he was there before Corral got hurt, but neither here nor there. He's not there anymore. So let's move on. Where are we going, east or west? We are going to go east. So starting with right. Buffalo, last two games, Dalvin, or geez, Dalvin Cook, Cook's brother, whose first name is now escaping because I said Dalvin, and I can't shake it. James Cook, James. <laughs> uh, 43% last week, 41%. His two highest snap shares of the season, last two games, Devin Singletary, 44 and 49%. His two lowest. We are seeing this turn from what was clearly Singletary all year until two weeks ago. Another guy who, <laughs> do you trust him going in the fantasy playoffs? You really can't it turn into a real running back by committee. And if anything, the the touches, as far especially with reception in there, it's all going Cook's way. So, Cook is probably my preferred of the two. If I had to pick one to start, wide receiver there, very clean, clear cut as it's been all year. Moving to the Miami Dolphins. We mentioned Wilson getting hurt, but even a week ago, Mostert 61% to 37%. This week it was Mostert 73 to Wilson's uh, 16. So even if you take a little bit of those numbers and shift them around, it's still probably 60-30. So, all of a sudden, it looked like it was Wilson's shot. Mostert seems to be running away with it again. Tyreek Hill, you mentioned the ankle, missed a little time, came back, only 67% snap share, but that's obviously largely injury-based. But, what, you know, I don't see Waddle on the injury report, and I haven't read anything about him being banged up now. But I know a couple weeks ago they said he was dealing with something in practice, dealing with something. I, I They're not using him like they were earlier in the year. So I think something's lingering and and another indicator, I think of that with Hill missing a little time here and the mystery surrounding Waddle, Trent Sherfield and Cedric Wilson saw 60 and 40% of snaps in this game. That's pretty high for both of them. And I think, I think they're having more problems in that wide receiver room than they're letting on Uh, a guy that I'm going to get Jalen Waddle. It lists fibula 
but he didn't have an injury designation into Sunday's game. But he had limited session on Wednesday and full practice that Thursday and Friday leading up into week 14. So, yeah, it's got there's something going on with him. Yes. And it's been a couple of weeks now. But the, the guy I can't wait to get to in trash, we're talking about Mike Evans sucking for weeks and all this. Gesecki. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had a big week, too. I think four for 40, a touchdown or something. And you go, okay, this is going to happen. His last three games, three games, four <laughs> targets, no receptions. Let's let's expand this out. Let's go to five games, nine targets, three receptions for 34 yards. So the last five games, he didn't even get to seven yards a game average. He is like a second, 13 games played is tight end 26 behind Kyle Pitts. <laughs> played 10 games. It was grossly underutilized in Atlanta well, at 20, and, and, tight end 25. You can't pass a guy who hasn't played in three weeks. And part of the concern with it, too, as I was just mentioning with the, the receivers, we know something's wrong with Waddle. So how, how Gizeki is not even seeing a slight uptick in usage? I mean, these last three weeks, four targets. This is the three weeks overlapping with whatever mystery ailment Waddle's dealing with. You'd think you could get him even to a game, right? Let's get him up to six targets instead of that four. So he, he either stinks or is just a total non-factor, somebody they're not interested in that locker room. It's pretty interesting. Well, it, he can't block, and the tight ends block in a Mike McDaniel offense. Just see George Kettle, who is a great pass catcher who doesn't catch passes because he's such a great blocker, and that's how you stay on the field. So that's – uh. It's just, that's the Mike Gesicki. What? Why? Why did you want to pick up a ten million dollar, you know, uh, franchise tag? I mean, I, I guess they still say it's a deal for the tight end position, but why? Why? Assume, huh? Yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll, he'll be gone next year. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So moving to the New York Jets, Michael Carter, fifty uh, percent snap shares on of a night forty seven. Their usage was pretty. Uh, Different, though. Knight saw 17 rushes, two targets. Carter, five rushes, six targets. So Carter is probably the slightly more valuable PPR guy, but Knights look good running the ball, and if you're you're in need of a running back, you do a lot worse than plugging him in. Uh, Garrett Wilson is clearly the wide receiver one there. Uh, we mentioned uh, Corey Davis with his mysterious head injury. Elijah Moore was number two this week at 82%, and uh, Sims emerged with uh, Davis's absence, 69%. Can't really trust anybody outside of Wilson. Who knows what this is going to look like, depending on who's the quarterback, uh, whether it's Flacco or if we see Zach Wilson emerge again. I don't trust any of these receivers in the playoffs with those guys at quarterback. Good luck to you if you are in that position. And New England, don't have the snapshot date of the game was last night, but we had mentioned Pierre Strong getting the end zone, Kevin Harris getting the end zone, uh, Algalar with um, – Jacoby Myers was out in this game. Aguilar saw 10 targets, caught five of them. Kendrick Bourne and uh, Thornton both saw five targets, caught all five of them. So same same mystery at wide end. Wide end. Jeez, wide receiver here, running back. If Stevenson isn't leading the way, I don't think you can plug and play any of these guys. But if you need to, I would slightly lean towards Pierre Strong. We, we liked him in the preseason, but. Haven't seen enough, and we know how New England likes to handle these players, and that is the East. 
Quick question. Last three weeks in PPR scoring, where do you think Zonovan Knight falls? At the running back position. Ranking? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say he is running back. Let's go nuts. Seven? Eleven. He's a running back one. Yeah. I thought Last he three weeks. I went a little too high. He's, he's above Derrick Henry. He's outscored Derrick Henry in the last three weeks. I believe it. And, it, you know, that's just nuts. Derrick Henry has rushed for 189 yards total the last three weeks. I'm sure we'll be getting to that in, in a moment. But, yeah, did not see that coming um, for, for Mr. Knight. So, all right, from your east to my east, commanders are on a bye. So we get to pass one more team. Check them off my list. Carson Wentz was activated from the IR. Doesn't mean anything. They're still going to start Taylor Heineke, even though they should start Carson Wentz, but they're not going to. So I digress. Up top, 12 and 1 Eagles, smashing faces. Just beautiful. <laughs> 66% snap share from Miles Sanders. 17, 144 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Also had three targets, which tied his season high. He's just been crushing it. Miles Sanders is the running back two overall over the last three weeks. And he's just really scoring touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, 311 yards, five rushing touchdowns, only six catches for 42 yards over that span. So he's been, he's been doing his best uh, Jamal Williams impersonation of just getting there and, and Nick Chubb for that matter of just getting there on rushing production alone. As far as targets, Devonta Smith out targeted uh, AJ Brown, eight to six. They both had modest days overall, but the Eagles really did not need to throw it much to beat the dog shit out of the New York Giants. So <laughs> it's not a lot to see here. Down to the second place Cowboys, who are 10 and 3. Tony Pollard saw 58% of snaps to Zeke's 49. It was a nice touch distribution. Tony Pollard had the day um, with, with two touchdowns. And then what I was have been calling for on the Dalton Schultz scale, he played 93% of snaps, which is his highest since week one. Um, and he was, you know, he's been super productive. He's a high end tight end and will continue to be so as the doesn't sound like Dallas is going to be adding Odell Beckham as it doesn't sound like he's even going to be ready to come back until the playoffs. And then they did go ahead. I've, I heard, <laughs> I haven't confirmed and yes. signed EY Hilton. Um, another undersized receiver with initials for his name. Yeah, I guess, you know, we're just, we're just adding speed. I guess that's what we want. And you know, there's nothing wrong with T Y Hilton stretching the field, just making a CD lamb more dominant, just cutting up defenders. But Dallas is rolling, you know, kudos to them. We'll, we'll see them in a couple weeks. And then lastly, the aforementioned giants who have fallen to last in the division at seven, five and one. Saquon Barkley played 37, 31% of snaps. I attribute that to a stinger plus a blowout. So why? I don't even know why he played, honestly. But they they, they tapped him out pretty quickly in the game. And what did that equal? 23 snaps from Matt Breda. Your boy, 21 snaps for Gary Brightwell. Split the baby right down the middle. And then those receivers. I mean, you got to get Isaiah Hodgins in your lineup, right? 89% of snaps, six targets, four for 38 and one. You could do worse. But Richie James, 91% of targets, nine, 91% of snaps, nine targets, seven for 61, and a touchdown. We will be talking about Richie James later on, um, you know like it or times, not. You know how many times I've picked and dropped him this year? Oh, I mean, the, the, I, countless guys, countless guys I can name uh, on that list. But listen, he's uh, he is in must-flex territory at this point in time. There is nothing else. Um, for those New York Giants. But that was a quick synopsis of the NFC East because it's getting, it's getting pretty, pretty chalky uh, here. There's, there's, there's no one exciting to talk about except for the Giants, and they're not exciting. They're just something to talk about. Yeah, so 
Moving to the AFC West, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Pacheco and, and Jarek McKinnon are splitting touches out of the backfield pretty evenly. Pacheco's getting more of the running work. McKinnon more of the passing work. Pretty predictable. You can plug and play both of those guys. McKinnon obviously had that big uh, touchdown reception this week and can't expect that every week, but he's going to be the pass catcher out of the backfield. Wide receiver, Juju had a decent game. Watson was number two with 65% of snaps. Valdez Scantling, 51. Sky Moore, 40. They're going to get them all involved. You know, no one's going to take any of that passing game volume away from Kelsey, but Juju seems to be coming on a little bit as the season progresses. Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Joshua Kelly is established as the clear, far and away, number two on this team. So if you need a handcuff just in case something happens in the playoffs, it's going to be Kelly if you're worried about Eckler getting banged up. Keenan Allen, 86%. Mike Williams returned 65%. Joshua Palmer down to 79%, but still pretty involved. You know, as far as snap share goes, Mike Williams, they, they kind of got to bring along slowly. We've seen what happens to that guy. Las Vegas Raiders, nothing. Nothing of note here. They are one of the most clear-cut, you-know-who's-where-on-the-field guys, uh, teams in the league. It's, it's Mac Hollins and it's Devontae Adams every snap. It's Jacobs out of the backfield and Foster Moreau. They almost all play 100% of snaps and have for several weeks now. There is no movement or anything. There's nobody trending up, nothing. <laughs> and last, and certainly where they belong least, these abhorrent Denver Broncos. Uh, we mentioned Wilson getting concussed. Latavius Murray, 53% snap share. Look out, folks. Marlon Mack, 32%. Is he coming on? I don't know. If if Wilson's out for any time, teams are obviously going to try to stop the run and not worry about Brett Rippon. So even if Marlon Mack is emerging, he's going to get knocked down pretty uh, quickly by opposing defenses. Mentioned wide receiver. Jerry Judy saw 83% of snaps with Sutton out. Kendall Hinton was uh, in there quite a bit. 86% of snaps. Then he uh, injured his hammy while he was out then. And Judy was uh, been dealing with some stuff with Sutton out. Brandon Johnson came on this week, 74% snap share. So, and even Dolchich, who had a nice couple of weeks, he hasn't done much lately. This is a team that sucks with a terrible offense. Uh, you could play Judy possibly next week. I know Rippon hit him for a touchdown. He might be the only offensive weapon in town. Um, so by virtue, even on a shitty offense, he should get the targets. But I... I, I'm not feeling comfortable if I have to play any Denver Broncos in the fantasy playoffs. And yeah, that's and the West. Eight targets each of the last two games. So you like seeing that. And how about Russ by far his best fantasy game of the year? And he's right. been, yeah, on everyone's bench. Yeah, sitting on everyone's bench, you know, 247, three and one with another 57 rushing. I mean, that dude doesn't run all year. Well, but he puts 57 on the ledger. You know, he, he looks over and sees Patrick Mahomes. Staring him down and decides to finally show up. Uh, too little, too late, Russ. But yeah, Marlon Mack, think he's someone we're probably going to be talking about at the end of this as well. But from your West to my West, I got all four here. I think it's the only division I actually have to go rock through all four. So nine and four, San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy? Um, question mark? I don't know. Is, is a thing? I mean, another fantasy guy that your Superflex League could potentially add if he's out there, but. Tell you what, it was vintage CMC. 14 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. Two catches, 34 yards and a touchdown, including a beautiful teardrop touchdown uh, on the sideline. 
if indeed CMC is out, it's Jordan Mason is the handcuff, not Tyrion Davis Price, who was inactive uh, for the game. 30% snap. Jordan Mason cleaned up the trash at the end of the game, but he's the active one. Um, Debo out. We were discussing so it's like a high ankle. But that likely means that Jawan Jennings is going to step in and could potentially be a low-end flex option. Low-end, I say. There's other guys I'd be adding way before him, but uh, Debo will miss probably the fantasy playoffs with a high ankle and hope they can get him back for the real playoffs. They don't care about our fantasy teams. And then last, George Kittle tied for the team leading targets. Five still did squat four for 28. One of the best tight ends in the league. Totally fantasy irrelevant. And that sucks. On to the Seahawks. Travis Homer played 91% of snaps and it didn't matter. Uh, Walker's <laughs> out. So just running back just ceased to exist in Seattle. Um, DK Metcalf has averaged 11 targets per game over his last three. He'd love to see it. And Marquise Goodwin has established himself as a clear wide receiver three in Seattle. He saw a 17% target share, and he was the leading fantasy receiver for the Seahawks on the day with five for 95 and a touchdown. Even though all three scored a touchdown, all three had five catches. Marquise Goodwin had the superior yardage. So he was the wide receiver one for fantasy for the Seahawks, just like everyone thought this past week. So, don't go out and get him because he'll throw you a dud next week. But past him, we'll go to those four nine Cardinals. We already mentioned Kyler Murray. It sounds like a ACL, which means it's time for those Cardinals to bottom out. But <laughs> they still have to feed James Conner. 95% snap, shot, 95% snap count. No one else sees the field but him. Um, if anyone asks, they release him. I'm talking to you, you know, Benjamin. Seven targets for James Conner. I just load him up with touches down the stretch. Get your money's worth. I have them somewhere that I need them to keep just being fed. DeAndre Hopkins saw 11 targets, 27% target share. So even though Colt McCoy came in, he knew who to throw the ball to. And that's DeAndre Hopkins. And then lastly, uh, Trey McBride saw six targets. Those six targets represented 35% of his season total. Didn't do shit with him. Only had three for 28, but something (laughs) to build on. Maybe Colt McCoy will use them a little bit more. Why not? Let's try this kid out. Let's get another tight end off the scrap heap, um, you know, to, to plug and play while we're cycling through tight ends in the fantasy playoffs. And last, but certainly maybe not least, the fighting Baker Mayfields are back, baby. That was uh, one for the ages, I, I have to say, with that dagger touchdown to your boy Van Jefferson. But Cam Akers handled 75% of the running back carries, had 14 for 42 and a touchdown. When you thought Kyron Williams was going to explode, he was marginalized. Sure. But – the name to know is Ben Skoranek. Eight targets, seven catches, 89 scoreless yards. I just wrote Cooper Cup who? We got Ben Skoranek, baby. That guy's going to get peppered by Baker Mayfield, thrown into coverage with him. I mean, the dude did his job uh, on Thursday Night Football, and he's he's a guy, he's not available out in waivers, I doubt, because we had dealt without wide receivers in in LA for a while, but if he is sitting on your waiver wire, he is a plug and play starter in PPR leagues for the remainder of the season. And that is my West. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, uh, I've always been a Baker Mayfield guy. So I'm kind of happy to see him yeah, yeah, land a- there and have a little, you know, decent showing in his premiere on fucking two weeks, two days of practicing with the team. So I'm curious to see what he can do to close out the year. I mean, obviously, well, well, not obviously we don't know what Stafford's deal is. I mean, that's a, a neck injury. They said he's got arms, legs, hands, everything's numb. So yeah, <laughs> there's, a, yeah. 
Yeah, there is a world where that's the last time we've seen Matt Stafford. So the irony of the Rams is they had Thursday night football bigger. Now they play Island game again Monday night in Lambeau. It just does, does this just not seem like a storybook? Yeah. You know, oh, it's ridiculous. Run, he's yeah. just going to go and beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field now. And, and I mean, it, it, he seems like a guy who, like L.A. seems like a perfect place for Mayfield also. So yes. it, it'll, I, I'm, I don't get ESPN. I might have to find a way to pirate that game, but I'm, I'm curious. Very, I'm, I'm way more interested in the Rams than I possibly have ever been in my whole life. Let me let me look at something real quick because I don't think I've seen this before. But I'm looking at the schedule and it says ABC comma ESPN on mm-hmm. the Monday night game. Could be on ABC the Monday night. I mean, they do. And some the of Packers yeah. are a seven point favorite with a total of thirty nine and a half. So they're 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 giving they're giving Aaron the benefit of the doubt here in what they believe will be a low scoring game that they should handle the Rams. I'm not so sure. No, me neither. So that concludes our divisions, looking at waivers a little bit here. I don't have a ton. I mean, my, my thing was just the, the, the amazing uh, potential here for one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven quarterbacks this week that could be on waivers. Eight, if you include Mayfield. So Anthony Brown of the Ravens, if Huntley is to miss time, we mentioned uh the Jets quite a bit. Flacco might be the guy coming in because it doesn't sound like it's Zach Wilson if White misses time. Colt McCoy we talked about quite a bit. Brett Rippon we talked about quite a bit. Mitch Trubisky we talked about at the top. Guys that we mentioned as we were going through this, Jeff Driscoll and uh, Desmond Ritter. These these are your starting quarterbacks for week one of the fantasy playoff, folks. So there's redraft for sure. Plenty of them are probably out there in Dynasty. You might be able to grab one or two of them. So it's going to be an interesting week there. Those are my wide receivers. Um, you had mentioned uh, Johnson in San Francisco with Debo missing time. I'm pivoting away from that. I'm going with Ray Ray McLeod myself, but that was about it. The one name I had with the injury to Damian Pierce was, oh, I was like, all right, maybe it's time for Eno Benjamin. Uh, they cut Eno Benjamin. So uh, good luck to him. You would think this is the time they want to kick the, kick the tires on him and see what they've got. They cut him loose. So, you know, Benjamin on the streets, and you mentioned earlier throwing some uh, shekels on Racy McGrath. Uh, he's worth a penny or two, and no one else is trying to grab him, so can get him pretty cheap. Yeah, so Keontae Ingram would be the handcuff for James Conner. Yeah, they cut Debo a few weeks back after he was toting the mail while Conner was out, and then they literally No, 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 I said for Houston. Houston cut him. Oh, Houston cut him too? Yeah. Man, people just don't like running backs anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Houston cut him knowing Pierce got hurt. Ah, t- t- tough times for the running back position. <laughs> I heard Kyron Hill's available. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, for me, just run it down. Uh, I mentioned Chuba Hubbard. He's only 33% rostered. They get Pittsburgh, Detroit at Tampa Bay to finish. Those next two seem pretty juicy if you're in need of the running back position. Jordan Mason's only 12% rostered. That is only a PSA for all the CMC owners. Go and, and fill that void. You mentioned Marlon Mack, only 3% rostered. He was shot out of a cannon on that 66-yard touchdown catch and run. I You could do worse you know, than, than putting him at the end of your roster. And then lastly, if they shelf Saquon, which I think there is a world where that happens, Gary Brightwell is the running back I want, and he's 0% rostered. I know you're a Brady guy. I like no, the way I think that Brightwell's right. played, I think you're and right. I think he's the youth they would want to take a look at. So, you know, get, I've been adding Gary Brightwell a few places in Dynasty because um, Saquon's a free agent uh, after this year. 
So see what happens there. Wide receiver, I already mentioned Richie James. He's only 11% rostered. He has uh, scored at least 13.8 PPR points in the three of the last four games. That's his, that's his floor. In the last three, you know, 75% of the games um, in the last four weeks. So he's startable. Um, I mentioned Juwan Jennings. Uh, you say uh, Ray Ray McLeod. It could be the Ray Ray McLeod is more like one of those versatile chess pieces. So I'm not opposed, but I know they get Juwan Jennings involved as a pass catcher. Van Jefferson's 25% rostered, but I already said I'd rather have Ben Skoranek. And then Isaiah Hodgins last two weeks, five for 44 and a touchdown, three for 38 and a touchdown. You could do worse. I mean, he's, he's going to get opportunity in this offense because uh, it sure as shit isn't Kenny Galladay um, tight end position Evan Ingram only 56% rostered if you're still an active league go and get you some Evan Ingram because he's 39.2 against Tennessee he dropped 14 on Detroit the week before it might finally start to be clicking for that offense uh, Trevor Lawrence's look better and Evan Ingram's been involved Logan Thomas, 6%. I'm probably just speaking this into existence because I have to start him somewhere. But he goes against the Giants. And then you mentioned Shiga Conquo, 14% rostered. I think a lot of his production was because of the Burks injury, but hopefully they can finally move him ahead of Austin Hooper in the pecking order. Um, I think he's worth the risk. And then in quarterback, you you mentioned these litany of injuries, right? If you're one of these teams that was befelled uh, by a, Ky- a Kyler injury or the, or the like, you know, you're going to miss Russ this week and somehow you're a playoff team in redraft. Mac Jones, only 18% rostered. Um, he gets at Las Vegas. I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. And he's widely available or Brock Purdy, who's still only 10% rostered. They go at Seattle. Um, not as bullish with Debo out, but both of those guys, I wouldn't be adverse to starting in the fantasy football players, if I lost, you know, like I said, like a Kyler Murray or, you know, a Russell Wilson type going in or a Lamar Jackson and you were already a playoff bound team, like go pick one of these guys up and buy yourself another week. So this is what we're, this is what we're dealing with week for one of the fantasy playoffs. Matt you does. may have to start <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, Richie Drains, and Gary Brightwell. There's your, there's the starting three. Yeah, listen, we're going we're going heavy Giants. You know, they get the Sunday night they get the Sunday night game against the Commanders. So listen. Pin your hopes on that. Traveling, traveling down to DC. To I'm just rubbing my face looking at this list. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to swallow. <laughs> you know I mean, you got you get you, this ain't the pill you just like take dry. You need you need to get a big old glass of water. Choke that thing down. <laughs> yeah, it's tough times, but yeah, you know, this is this is why we're here. Week 15. Since they for the faint of heart. You made it in the playoffs, you're likely having to make some decisions. Tough you know, ones. You know, no one, no one has avoided the injury bug this year. I'm in my home league, John. I it's in a one quarterback league. I'm carrying three quarterbacks. I've always just in my head, like, I need to trade one of these guys. Like, you don't carry three quarterbacks in one quarterback league. My quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Joe Barrow. I don't have a decision. Wow. It's been made for good, me. Good for you. <laughs> Get, yeah. get Joe Barrow, it is. Get those waivers and get Driscoll yeah. to back him up. Listen, I'm going to go pick up Brock Purdy, right? Because, I mean, listen, I get Joe Barrow, who could be without Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins this week. How many that's targets for Jamar Chase if that's the 72. case? 72. <laughs> Too low. I'll take <laughs> all the over. All of them. <laughs> Fuck. Every single one. No, him and P. Ryan, somehow P. Ryan has become a fucking pass catcher. Listen, P. Ryan <laughs> caught one of five targets. You oh, know, did he? P- yeah, fix that. Oh. Get get back to missing. The P. Ryan <laughs> thing, it was enough. Stinks. Okay? He stinks. 
Oh, All right, he had his run. Time. That's that, that's exactly what P Ryan is. That short burst. You're like, don't don't make don't don't force him back into this offense. You know, ride Mixon or die. That's where we're at. So that'll do it for us. Good luck in the fantasy playoffs. Walk, especially good luck to you in the Scott Fishbowl playoffs. As it appears my run has come to an end, sadly. But uh, that'll do it for us, for myself, John DeBarry, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score. We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Very, very Ric Flairy. That's what I went with. I was go with the Ric Flair. Oh, excellent. Dude, I'm looking at these names. This makes me sick. That's disgusting. This is bad. But like we said, I don't – you can't play Mike Evans with any confidence. I'm starting starting Richie James over Mike Evans 10 times out of 10 if if I have to make that decision. 10 times out of 10, PPR league. I'm not even – easy. I've played Duvernay in a ton of leagues all year. I kept telling you stop playing Duvernay. You asked me that question like a month ago. It was like him or someone else. I was like, don't do it, John. Like, don't go with Devin Duvernay. And you were like, he got, he, I think you were basing the fact that he had a bad week the week prior on the fact that he was going to bounce back. I'm like, no, no, he's not. (laughs) No No one bounces in that offense. That offense is just disgusting. I mean, once Bateman left. It was trash. In the playoffs right now? Yes. Are they really? Fuck me. One hundred percent. They are the third seed. They're first place in their division. Oh my god. They're tied with Cincinnati. They must have the tiebreaker. So right now they do. They would be hosting the Dolphins in the playoffs. Yeah. Listen, the Titans are four seed at seven and six. You know, they're just Oh, they're doing what they do every year. Yeah. yeah. And they're gonna win. Their, they're gonna win a their, fucking playoff game. Did you see they got their GM can too? Brable. Brable getting I total saw control. The headline, but I didn't Yeah. Gone. Get out of here. Brable wants I mean, these guys. And then he pointed right back after to they the, played Philly, right? Uh yeah, I think so. So yeah, you, you remember tra- like you they showed Brown and then he Well, they showed Vrabel. During the draft, like he was like clearly not in agreement with the, the team's picks throughout the draft. Like he could couldn't even hide his contempt. So interesting to see what hard nosed middle linebacker he drafts in the first round this year. It'd be a stalwart for his defense. Doing some Titansy things. Yeah. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Oh, DJ Moore. Uh, And the Seahawks played the 49ers on Thursday night, so you're going to get a limited DK. I mean, that was Thursday stinks. Run the ball and try and short on that. You know, there's three Saturday games this week, too, we're going to talk about. I knew Saturdays were coming, but I didn't know it was this week. But yeah. And DJ Moore gets a Steelers. He should be able to get off on them, but. Would have fought last week too. Last time they played. They need to. And he's <laughs> rather the ball and gets uh, 
Geno Smith turnovers. But nonetheless, um, I'm not scared of Matt Ryan or whoever that other quarterback is. Even Derek Carr. Personally, I personally would <laughs> fire up Colt McCoy over either of them probably this week. So I don't think there's an advantage at quarterback. There's a clear advantage at running back on team one. There's a huge advantage at wide receiver on team two. And then <clears> tight ends probably, you know, a wash. Uh, two because I like Njoku. Um, yeah, but I'd be start. more concerned about the wide receivers on team two. I would play against team one. And that's where I was leaning, except those fuck those quarterbacks, really. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just not worried about him. I just don't see the upside. Like, Carr is, you know, he's, they're not going to let him do anything. Uh, well, he's uh, got, the thing is, I mean, if he doesn't, he, if, he gets, if he gets outbid, <laughs> he's going to have to start, you know, John Wolford and hope Baker gets hurt or something. You just got to think, like, yeah, I guess the Kyler guy is going to go bid heavy on McCoy. Right, because he has to. It's fractured. I mean, and then the uh, like Rippin's sitting out there. I mean, maybe the Russ owner goes after Rippin's. I mean, I guess there's a world where he takes a zero. I mean, if you have money, maybe it makes sense for you to come out. Makes sense for you to get in there. I was gonna say, let you you All get right. in there. The first team, the team with car. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. The the team with no quarterback has no fab left. What's even done? Quiet <laughs> wide o- receivers, apparently. The other team with Carr and uh, what's his face, Ryan, have their full budget left. So they can improve this team with anyone from waivers if they choose. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm thinking I got to put in for those quarterbacks, right? <laughs> At least, yeah, <laughs> try to zero to block the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I gotta mean, take this. It's team. not the worst. It's not the worst thing in the world if you end up with a McCoy. I mean, I would put him first because Rippin's just going to get one week likely because of concussion. But Colt McCoy's a starter for the rest of the year. I don't know if that matters or who the Cardinals are even playing. The Cardinals play the Broncos this week. I mean, oh, that's amazing. We're going to get Colt McCoy against Brett Rippin. <laughs> the only way I lose is if all of those receivers go off. Right, mm-hmm. I need they got to go twenty points each, twenty forty six. Well, listen, Donovan Knight's been a, pretty good, a reasonable running back too. So that's not like a he's not that's not total goose egg there. If he's smart, that's the only when he starts. But he's getting to work, and the Lions are going to let him put up points. So don't just write him off. I mean, that dude's probably good for fifteen points himself. I mean, what's he done the last two weeks? Ninety rushing, seventy one and a touchdown. Last two weeks. I mean, he's getting to work and he's been productive with it. So I'd pencil, pencil him in for 15 in a PPR, especially if Flacco's in there. Man, Flacco's running. I mean, Mike White's the, the dump off keg. Flacco, Flacco will do it too. And they'll throw it 50 times if Flacco's in there. I still say go after team one. Because it's honestly, like, if you told me Matt Ryan and Derek Carr on a waiver wire for Team Two, I'd be like, <laughs> I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get a quarterback. He's gonna put up fifteen points. I mean, that's what that's now, what he's gonna now get. Now that he has no, now that I know he has no fucking fab, it makes me really lean that way because he's gonna have a hard There's time a, getting. Actually, put a lot of you're putting a lot of strategy in this, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, so if you can block one of the two, if you can keep Colt McCoy from him, and he has to like hope that a Brett Rippin. Ends up starting that, you know, Russ doesn't make it through the concussion protocol. I mean, that's the really only option unless he 
picks up Flacco. Because you said that's the guy that has Mike White too, right? He's got Mike White and Kyler Murray. Oh, well, so he's he's going to put in for Cole McCoy, but he's could miss him if that other guy decides to make a run at him or anyone because, right, he has no fab or if you're a higher priority. But then he'll still get a Flacco or a Rippon if he's smart. He's putting in for every quarterback just so he can get a So starter. can I. So can I. Yeah, but you can't get them all above him. Correct. Yeah, so you might keep him. You know, he might not be able to get a Colt McCoy, which is the one he should probably want the most because he knows he's getting a starter for the rest of the year. But he could get a guy to start for this week. Put in for Anthony Brown. Yeah, what happened? To, oh, oh uh, Huntley got knocked silly too, right? I didn't. I didn't know that that even happened until last night. Yeah, I worked, over, I worked an extra shift this week, so I was at work looking at this show. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I, uh, or I'm like Earl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking Mayfield's out there. Not that he's available too. I don't know. I'm looking right Bunch. now. I was, I assumed he was owned, but yeah, he's gone. That's another option. <clears throat> Yeah. All right. Well, I, I picked the second guy. I'm going to go with the Trey Henderson. Zero. My start in defensive ends in my IDP league broke his wrist. That's cool. Oh, uh, team you got what? Cincinnati. Team two. How has this sounded for you? You're already choppy. Yeah. I just heard you get choppy there. Fuck. All right. I'll just take the cameras off. It hasn't. The audio hasn't been bad any of these times. Like even when we thought it was choppy, it's, oh, it's really? been picking up. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really had to do a lot. Like the one time where I made you like redo a whole segment, <laughs> I started listening. Like, oh, it's all there. <laughs> you were just fucking with me. <laughs> uh, I gotta do that sometimes. 